Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, I have had quite a canine week myself. I spent an hour this week joyfully at a carol service for dogs in Dublin City Centre in Christchurch. And now Linda Martin and James Patrice have been entertaining me with their new podcast on that very subject, Our Canine Companions. It's called Dog Almighty. It's sponsored by Tesco Ireland. And I'm delighted to say that Eurovision icon and all-round dog lover Linda Martin joins me on the Sunday Grill this morning. You're very welcome, Linda. Morning, Orla. How are you? I am very well. It's lovely to talk to you this morning and talk about our our mutual love of dogs. I think good. I put up lots of videos of myself in Christchurch during the week on my Instagram and the amount of reaction I got from people and chats about their own dogs and how happy they make them. I'm almost surprised there hasn't been more podcasts about our love of dogs and their place in our family. Well, this is the very first one, as okay. you probably know. It's never been done before. And we, we're aiming for a very lighthearted chat with celebrities about their animals. Um, so the, it's unbelievable. Um, Debbie O'Donnell's actually producing the whole thing. Oh, and Debbie was a producer in TV3, and you know her very well. And they, they're all very keen to come and talk. Because, you see, we're not probing. We're not asking serious questions like you would see on uh, the, the, the show, the late night shows on TV. This is all about what dog did you have as a child? Who picks up the poop? Does your dog sleep in the bed with you? And we've had the weird and the wacky answers from wonderful people. And we started off with um, Jake Carter. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Dermot Gavin, Dr. Tony Houlihan. Charlie wow. Bird. And you have a dog the in the background Oscar there, Linda, do you? Yes, little brat is yapping. Um, and it's always the small ones that make the noise. Always the small ones. We'd, we'd Oscar nominated Lenny Abramson in talking about his dogs. Nothing to do with stardom or the film stars he's worked with, but actually his two rescued greyhounds. So it's been a huge success and it's ongoing. Uh, we start recording again on January the 2nd. Wow. And yes, you were right in what you say. Tesco is behind the mm-hmm. whole thing because Tesco see what's happening mm-hmm. with people and their dogs and they're expanding their pet stores, which is wonderful. Ah, okay. And you say that you don't ask people anything really challenging because they're talking about their dogs. But at the same time, you do get very impactful answers out of people. I'm thinking of um, Dermot Gavin, um, people would know him as the celebrity gardener. And, you know, you talk to him about when a dog that really impacted his on his and his family's lives when he passed away. So you are getting down to the emotional and things that we usually don't know about people. Yes, absolutely. And you know something, it's because they're giving you secrets about their dogs. That's that's allowed. And mm. they're quite open about that. If you were asking about their husband or wife, their girlfriend, something like that, well, they're going to close up. You're not going to get any information. But the fact that it's doggies, well, the things, especially Dermot Gow, oh, dear Jesus, Orla, that mm. fella needs locking up. <laughs> he, <does. laughs> he was brilliant crack. Now, seriously, brilliant crack. 
And I love all the names as well. His dog was called Bowie. And then Karen Coster had That's two right. dogs, uh, Brownie, who was a rescue, and Nidge, the golden retriever. Yeah. I'm loving all the names. Yeah. I, yeah. The names were fantastic. Are you learning anything? I know you're such a dog lover yourself and you're very involved in um, dog rescue charities. Are you learning anything new about dogs for someone who's had dogs for so long? Not, not, not so much learning new about dogs, but learning about their owners. Mm. You know, you know when, when Dr. Tony Hulahan's sitting there in front of you with the little dog, and normally when we see him, he's, he was coming on right through the COVID. He was sort of like our hero. He was coming on at night at six o'clock and telling us what we could and couldn't do. And there he is talking about the dog, and he's very casual and he's very personable, and, and we just had great fun with him. So we're, get, we're getting to know the people as well. Mm. And people that you don't think are going to love dogs and suddenly there they are talking about their childhood and everything with the dog and they were crying and and all of those things that go with them and the practicalities and of course a lot of them spoke about um, their dogs having to go to put to sleep whenever mm-hmm. they were too old or got sick and things like that you know it affects everybody the same way but it's touching people like you said when you visited um, that dog uh, service the other day, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible the response we're getting because in this day and age, dogs are so much part of our social lives. Okay. And we are slowly educating the kids into what to do with them and where to buy them and where to rescue them and all of those things. So it's coming back like tenfold. Mm-hmm. And you ask Karen when she says one of her dogs is a rescue, you're very quick to ask her where she rescued the dog from. Is that important to know where the good registered charities are? Well, I, you see, there's local rescues probably yeah. in every town in Ireland. There'll be somebody who takes in dogs. So from that point of view, it's not essential. But the thing that I get across to try to get across to people is this puppy farm situation. Mm-hmm. Don't go near them. And people are fooled. It's very easy to be fooled into thinking the dogs the dogs had her puppies in front of the fire and she's a family pet and everything. So, you know, it's just people that can say, you've got to get to the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they're clued in. Once we get them on board, happy days. But mm-hmm. you know, we're we're pushing out the fact that don't buy a dog at Christmas. And if you are going to get a dog, adopt. Don't shop. Go to your local. Go to your local rescue. We certainly have big ones here in in Dublin, like Dogs Trust, who are mm-hmm. amazing, and Dogs Aid, and and all of those people who have wonderful reputations. You say, mm-hmm. and you can be reassured that if you adopt a dog from them, you're going to get a very healthy animal, and hopefully get loads and loads of years out of it. Mm-hmm. And a dog that's neutered as well and vaccinated. Absolutely, all those and that's that that is so important. Mm, you know, we so have important. to cop on to doing that. Mm. You get the celebrities and the people that you talk to, like Tony Houlihan, to bring the dog in. How did they feel yeah. about that? Were they happy to do that? Or did anyone say, oh, yes. oh no, or they were happy to do that? Yeah. No, absolutely happy. And we had water and we had uh, goodies from Tesco there, Christmas, doggy <laughs> Christmas uh, mince pies and all sorts of things, you know. And, and it, we just made sure that there were no bunch of dogs together because mm. that can lead to trouble if they're all strange to each other. But they all came in one at a time and we made sure they had, they had tea and coffee and the dogs had their water and biscuits Lovely. and all and that sort of thing. So, boys and girls. Absolutely. And you know something, I think when you've when you've got animal lovers together, the dog senses that every dog came in, was very calm, lay down. Karen <laughs> Coster's dog just went unconscious on the rug. And, you know, it, it and it's lovely because the dogs, you know, that's yourself. Dogs sense if there's something going on, if there's an atmosphere. And the atmosphere was obviously very relaxing and good fun. Mm-hmm. 
And tell me, you asked the question about people sleeping with their dogs. What was the yeah. grand majority? Was it yes or no? A yes. Yes. Yes was the answer for most of them. And the, the, follow, the following bit of information was that, that the owners sleep on about six inches of the edge of the bed. Oh, I've been that soldier, Linda. And the, yeah. And the, do, the dogs take over the rest of yeah. it, you know, and nobody seemed to. And of course, every dog that came into the house, everybody sort of said, well, now. We've got a new dog. It's not going to get on the bed. It's not going to get up on the settee. And of course, within like a few hours, the dog has taken over the settee. And that night there, it's up on the bed. Brilliant. <laughs> well, listen, I, I I have to say on the podcast, your, your voice is so beautiful as well, Linda. Um, your ah! voice was made for podcasts. And James Patrice is just so funny as well. You're a great duo. Um, it is He's called... Incredible. Dog he's Almighty. really funny. Oh, he's very, yeah. very funny. And uh, the dogs involved, like Lemmy Abraham's uh, Whippet Jake. Jake Carter has a cavapoo called Lenny and lots of other yeah. guests as well. How many dogs have you these days, Linda? Uh, I've 13. What? And are they all your pest pests? Are they all in the house? Oh, they are. The, these are all rescues. Some of them have been with us many, many years. There's two of them at the moment that I'm watching very closely because they're around. We estimate they must be about 15 wow. years of age now and they're they're deaf and they're okay. tottering around the place. But but you know something, as long as as long as they're not in pain and they're eating mm-hmm. well, well, mm-hmm. you know, we, we mind them until it's time to, to, to fall off their perch, so to speak. And is there a top dog in those 13? That little brat that you heard growling a few <laughs> minutes ago, and it's it's about four inches off the ground. Wow. And we've, we, we've Rottweilers here as well. We've rescued um, the big dogs also. And, and it bites the legs off them. And people, <laughs> you know yourself, the, the reputation that Rottweilers have. These, uh-huh. these ages run away from them. <laughs> and tell me, do all those 13 sleep in your bed then? Oh, Jesus, no. Ah, uh, no, it's not that big a bed. I have two. I have two that do. Even though there's beds in the room, the two little so-and-sos hop up and, and it, it, when they get cold, if they're on top of the duvet, if they get cold, they sort of scratch at you. So as you lift the duvet Aww. up and they can duck under. Oh, well, no, isn't that proper listen. order? They know they have landed on their feet. And are you, do you think 13, you're kind of drawing a line at 13? Or if another dog needed a home, would you take that in as well? Oh, I, I, t- I take it in immediately, okay. but I, I have a, an army of um, girlfriends, should we say, and other friends that are actually wonderful at opening their doors. And they take in, if I can't look after it, they'll take it in, like my pal Orna Carney's Jesus at the moment, I think she's five of them. But <laughs> the, the beauty about it is that when we take them in, um, we do try rehabilitate them and then get them rehomed okay. and do anything medical it needs to. And I don't I don't actually keep everything that comes in because I've I have a waiting list from people okay. who are interested in taking So you fosters at the height. moment, do you? Yeah, I will do that. But like I say, with the army of girlfriends, I just sort of uh, send them out and around okay. the place because I know they'd be well looked at. But we do try to rehome, really, okay. really try very hard. Excellent. And just one final question. Like, I think it's one that um, dog owners and dog parents will always ask. Like, you're so busy at the moment, Linda, with the podcast. Um, you're in Rapunzel, the Liberty Panto. Um, yes. What do you do with 13 dogs then? Is it a, a big responsibility? Well, it is if you lived in the city, but mm. I live in the countryside and I've got a little bit of land, so they've all the freedom they want. I don't have carpets or anything like that. My okay. house is very old and there's stone floors and what have you. And I have um, 
a very patient partner and he looks after them when I'm not here. Oh, lovely. That's what you need, a patient partner. Well, listen, I could talk to you about dogs all day and I think that's why your podcast has really grabbed a hold of people. It is called Dog Almighty. It is out now. There's a number of episodes already available on all podcast platforms and also they are on Instagram and TikTok. If you just check for Dog Almighty Pod TikTok and on Inst- sorry, if you just check Dog Almighty Pod, you'll find their TikTok and Instagram. And congratulations to you, Linda, and to James as well. And hopefully we'll talk dogs again soon. Yeah, hope so, Orla. Have a lovely Christmas. Happy Christmas to you, Linda. Lovely Thanks to talk to you. Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. Bye-bye. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102.03. Let's do movies uh, for Wonka from Timothy Chalamet Delights in Fizzing Chocolate Factory prequel to Who Can Measure Up to Gene Wilder. This Candyman Can't. The reviews for Wonka are a mixed bag, but I don't believe anything on it until I hear the definitive <coughs> review from the man we call R. Brian. Oh. Will we give you a taster of this origin story? Yeah, of course. And then O.B. R. Brian will give us his thoughts. Are you smiling? Yeah, I think you liked it. I think you liked it. Here we go. I know things haven't been easy for you. They're going to get better. You promise? I pinky promise. That's the most solemn vow there is. Where do we start? A good chocolate to Mr. Bull. Where is this? It's just weird. What's happening? Oh, that's a chocolate that makes it fly. Let's find out, shall we? Who's for a hover job? (laughs) Nothing to see here. Just a small group of people defying the laws of gravity. Ladies and gentlemen of the Gallery Gourmet, my name is Willy Wonka. He's good. Too good. Pretty sure I've gained about 150 pounds in the last two weeks. You could change her life, Mr. Wonka. Change all their lives. Run away! Every good thing in this world started with a dream. So you hold on to yours. There we go, Mama. There you go. Sally Hawkins doing a very good Irish accent. Yeah. Brian's over there. Hello. He's just told me that every meal he's ate over the past five days has been taken away. Five hours, two days, two days. Two three, days, three Sally. Days, sorry, two. that's extreme. Five yeah, days a week. Five two. days. So every meal, breakfast, dinner, tea, yeah. has been crisps. Crisps or takeaways. <laughs> Why crisps or takeaways? Just convenience. Uh, well, I was, I was in London. They have different types of crisps. Oh, so. No, sorry. Forget Wonka. <laughs> Let's do this. This is very Wonka-esque though. It's like about all the different, like exploring the world and then seeing the different types of sweets there. Oh, tell me now. Tell me the crisps. I had Burger King flavoured Doritos. Burger King flavoured Doritos. So burger. Yeah, I have some, yeah. I have some left out in the car. Okay, so like burger bites from back in the day? I, I don't know. Like they really do taste like a burger. Okay. Like at the start I wasn't convinced and then I was mm. like... They really there. Really they nice. were good. You have them in the car. Have some, some a few left in the car if you want to try some. Yeah, yeah. Go get okay. them. Go get them. Now, go on. yeah, go on. Right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You'll be back in a minute. <laughs> so really, we're just waiting for Brian to run in and out of his car. Um, it's only out the door, so it'll only take a second. 
Oh, here he is. Hurrah. Okay. There's not many left. Okay. All right. Now, I thought they were going to look like burger bites. So they, oh, they already smell very steakish. Flame grub Whopper Burger King flavor corn crisps. Oh. Oh, they're very wonky-ish. Wonky-ish? Yeah, because the flavor kind of takes all different aspects of what the burger is. I ate the majority of those on the way in in the car this morning. Wow. Yum. They're tasty, aren't they? Why aren't they in Ireland, eh? I don't know. Mmm. And what other crisps did you have in London? So I had the the roast chicken flavoured, roast chicken and thyme flavoured walkers. Yum, I've had them. Yeah, I've had, like, they just don't do them in Ireland at all, mm -hmm. so I just love them, always mm -hmm. have them. Um, that was kind of, yeah, I only had one big bag of crisps every day, to be fair to me, so it's okay. not too bad. Well done, such a health buzz. Yeah. It's like a sports influencer. I walk like 30 <laughs> kilometres as well, so. On, oh, well done. On, on one of the days, so. Good stuff. Will we talk Wonka? Yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry so, to distracted. Timothy Chalmolet. Um, can we just play this Umpa Lumpa clip? Of course. From Hugh Grant, because I think he might be the star of the show for me when I was watching clips. From so you're the funny little man who's been following me. I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an Umpa Lumpa. An Umpa what now? Allow me to refresh your memory. Oh, I don't think I want to hear that. Too late. I've started dancing now. Once we've started, we can't stop. <laughs> You really get the feeling that Hugh Grant embraced this. Well, it's since Paddington 2, that was kind of the thing that Hugh Grant mm -hmm. went back in just doing weird little funny mm -hmm. roles again. And of course, this is the director who brought us Paul Paddington King, yes. 2 so, uh, as well. So it's, it's, he's kind of the guy, I feel like it's, Hugh Grant will just kind of do whatever for him now. Oh, okay. Do you know, so One it's like, those. yeah, why not? Because yeah. like, like after Paddington, he did like Gentleman where he's like this weird little reporter and he did like, he's done so many just odd little roles, but it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's, it's. I think he's really just been enjoying acting and stuff again. So he said he hated doing this though. So yeah, like, like he was just uh, and he was two, made for it. Two weeks of pain of just being CGI'd in, which is kind of funny that like literally in the <laughs> in the press run for the movie, he's like, I hated every minute of it. It's a bit like you know Penelope Cruz when she does all those films for um, what's his name Pedro Almodovar. Yeah, you know she does all those, but just a little bit more down a heel, I suppose. Yeah, yeah not yeah, eyebrow. No. Okay, tell us Wonka. You, like the smile on your face is kind of telling me all. Yeah, look, do you know, it's it's been a really renaissance for like Roald Dahl movies, re like really. Mm. Like the, I feel like Matilda is was fantastic last year. I love that. That was really good. Like even, but I even I only watched Fantastic Mr. Fox the other day, the Wes Anderson one. Okay. And it's like all these different things told in such like unique way. Like mm -hmm. the director puts their own spin on a story rather than they're just doing the story the way it's been done already, kind of a thing. Do you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like I thought it was just a really fun way of doing it and it's the, like I was I was going on a rant about this to my friend the other day the way that they do it is actually really really intelligent mm -hmm. because they basically get all the kind of elements of British humour and comedy from a load of different generations and get them in the same movie and I didn't expect it to be so British and I loved oh, yeah, it's that heavily it was so British, British. Yeah, yeah. yeah loved no, that but like you have Hugh Grant and Ron Atkinson which mm -hmm. is like Richard Curtis era, Love Actually, Four Weddings and Funeral. Rowan Atkinson's playing a priest again, exactly like he was in Four Weddings and mm -hmm. Funeral. Then you have like Simon Farnaby and Matthew Boynton, who were in Horrible Histories. Like Simon mm -hmm. Farnaby also like was the writer on this as well. So I recognise him straight away from all my Horrible Histories watching. Yes, the like, but it's like these kind of iconic like dudes. And then it's like you have like there's two people that were on Taskmaster, like two comed like comedic actors. One mm -hmm. of them was in Fresh Meat, like Phil Wang, he's a comedian. The other one, hilarious. They're only in it for like a scene or two. But like, still it's another element of, oh, I know mm. them from somewhere. Mm. And so we probably get a more bit more from it than other international audiences. Yeah, 100%. Like, mm. And then it's like you have, 
there was another element of it as well that like you have like Matt Lucas, which is of course like Little Britain, yeah. like Olivia Coleman, which is like Hot Fuzz. Do you know what I mean it's like so many different elements mm-hmm. of like entertainment have come together for this, mm-hmm. and it's just something like it's just so many different generations, so many things come together, and it's just so wholesome. Then that it's like it comes together nicely. It's like a mixing. It's 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 ironically exactly what Wonka was describing in the movie, where he like he goes to different places, gets these fantastic ingredients. And like they might not be the like the most popular ingredients, but they're ingredients that are always like really beloved from the areas they're taken. Puts them all to, like together and makes something really really nice. Like, and it's an origin story, so it's yes. the background as to why Wonka became who he was when we saw him as Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp, whichever yeah. you're having yourself. I will take Gene Wilder, thank you. Yeah. Um, I feel like it is a pre-Gene Wilder movie. Oh, and are we? Is it all clicking into place then? Yes. Okay. Like it's. I feel like so. It, yeah, it's 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 you can see how down the road he became Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain elements where it's like they definitely could have leaned more into it, but at the same time, I feel like they're like it doesn't have to be exactly like that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, like there's a lot more references to the Gene Wilder era. It's like it's a lot like okay, this is down the line for this kind of a thing. Then okay, like there's like many versions of what ended up being kind of the factory and stuff. Do you know what okay, I mean? brilliant. So it's all clicking into place. Yeah. Okay. Great. Will we black pointing it? Yes. Oh, we should probably black chocolate. Really. It's black chocolate and dark chocolate. Dark not chocolate. my bag, but let's do it. You can still have a first on the grill. Why not? <laughs> Put it on. I'll give it like a. I'll give it like a nine. Okay. Eight point five. Why are we taking the? I don't know. Like it was funny. It just it wasn't. I couldn't give it a ten. You know, it's like I really did enjoy. I thought it was a really really fun movie, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't give it a ten. Why not? I don't know, Marla. I don't know. I've really thought about this as well. Is it because there's been a lot of them back, you know, it's kind of rehashing the same? Do we need some original stuff? No, I, I definitely think it is original. I think like I think it's going to be a movie that's immediately going to be going down as, like, Chris. I feel like, do you know it's one of those Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies? Mm-hmm. It's going to be immediately become one oh, of those. of course. And it's going to be a movie that we're going to realistically be talking about rewatching every single year for the yeah, rest of our lives. I'm okay with that. That's better so than Die Hard It's for not me. like, and I'm, I'm okay to do that. Uh-huh. So it's, I've no issue. I think it's great. But it's a seasonal movie. Yeah, well, not even see, like it, it is. I don't know. It just it's not a ten. I okay. couldn't. I couldn't feel right giving it a ten. All right. That is Brian, not a ten. Griffin, he is giving one <laughs> a nine or eight and a half. I'll give it. I'll give it a nine. Yeah, Christmas. nine and a half black puddings, or in this case, dark chocolate. Not the nicest. It's always white chocolate for me, bizarrely. Really, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Thank you very much. Thanks no for the crips. No problem. The Sunday Grill on Beat One Hundred Two One Hundred Three. As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs, along with world-class faculty and dedicated support. Discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more.